to the Donna and Steve extravaganza. Boy, have we got a show planned for you, right, Steve? Well, you have no idea, friends. If you're just tuning in, if you could only lay eyes on our Google Doc where we prepare our show, you'd be out of your mind calling your neighbors saying, what are you doing? You got to tune in. <laughs> How are they going to fit it all in? There's no way they'll have to carry stuff over to Monday as long as it's not super timely. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We so just started talking about something right here that could we could spend yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, first yeah. hour on. You 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 mentioned Maestro. I don't know why you already made me bored just by telling me that you saw it. <laughs> and then I I'm, think you would find it boring. It's not what you expect when 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 it opens up. It's almost got like a a noir kind of noir like artsy feel to it where it turns into like musical theater and then that dies down and then it gets real weird and dark and it's good. It's good. Bradley Cooper is amazing. Uh, Carrie Mulligan is amazing. I just don't think it's your cup of tea. That's all. Based on how you're talking about it, Donna, it doesn't sound like it was your cup of tea. I liked it. Oh, listen to this, everybody. Wow, really sounds <laughs> no, like someone who liked it's it, It's huh? a good movie. It's just maybe <laughs> a little too artsy-fartsy for me. But I liked it. I'm not... I, it, it was, it was you're really good. You're talking out of both sides of your mouth like you do on every movie because you're afraid that this is going to cost us a I future Bradley it. Cooper interview. I did. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't hate it, but it does not. If you can hear good. yourself, if it you were good. listening to you on the radio, you'd be like... Truth serum, that lady didn't like it. She's just trying to say I the right it. things. I liked it. It's not what I expected. It, it was good. It was good. I give it an 8 out of 10. Did you? Wow. Did you do none of that? 8 out of 10 does not line up at all with your tone or your body language right now. Here's my question. It You're saying creative. it was good. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Lord. That sounds like a six out of ten. You said you. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Eight out of ten is like I really like this movie. Yeah, no, we gotta see it. Yeah, but it wasn't my favorite of all time. But yes. yeah. guys, here's how I look at it. There is g- undeniable good. Okay, uh, the, the Mona Lisa. Great, great piece of art. Do I want to hang it in my living room? Not really. It doesn't mean it's not good. Does I, that make sense? Yes, but I think we need to, the more human, the more relatable review of a movie is not, I don't need you to pretend like you're some museum art per, No, hang on. This Who's like, okay, that is a nice piece of art because of the fine lines and the symmetry. We just want to know, did you like it? Should somebody spend two yeah, hours watching it. it? It doesn't sound like you did. I liked it with a lowercase l. <laughs> okay, that's like a five out of ten. Yeah, that's not an eight. Yeah. Everything you're saying movie. does not go to an eight. Listen, I'm I'm thinking about the people at large. No, okay, the no. people at large might be like, okay, it's a little hoity-toity. So that's not an eight. We're not at an eight for what it was trying to do. I think it did it. <laughs> <laughs> you are like you're like a squirrely witness on the stand right now. <laughs> Uh, trying to pin her down, and I okay. don't have my Johnny Cochran in All right, me. You don't need to watch it, Steve. Okay. Holly, you'll like it. See, now that feels rude. No, I just, you know, there's an appreciation level, then there's the subjective, not my cup of tea. We're you not know? at NYU. People I just want to know. I'm just telling you, I liked I it in that movie? way. I, did I love it? No. Did I like it? Yes. 
So what's your new score? Because, I mean, if you listen to this back and I said... Six and a half. Okay. All right. Six and a half. Okay. You feel better about that. Eight felt high. Yeah. Eight feels you know, high. It was like that movie with the hot dog fingers. You know, yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 it's pretty brilliant. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Yes. Like on so many levels, it's like a piece of art. It's incredible. Do I ever need to see it again? Absolutely not. Did I even enjoy it? I'm not sure. That's what it always sounds like. But it sounds like, it almost sounds like you're in bed with with Gene Shalit and his Film Critics Association. I'm like, now listen, we know you didn't like it, but you go out there and you say the right things. You understand me? Here's what I liked about it. Bradley Cooper, amazing. Carrie Mulligan, amazing. The story, I never knew. It's basically about his marriage. And I don't want to give anything away. It, it, it's about his personal life and things that happen in their marriage that I enjoyed. I cried. It, it was beautiful. You know, would I choose that as my number one pick to go see? No, it just happened to be on. I'm like, hey, this is nominated. I'm going to watch it. Great performances. You could like certain things about something and overall be like, yeah, okay, okay. We just I should do an entire segment every week. We wanted to every do, week. We I should to, do a segment. <laughs> we had to talk you off of the eight, though. The eight was misleading <laughs> because I usually watch, and however movies, many movies I watch each year, I feel like few reach the eight threshold. And again, if you would have not been Donna, and I just took you and said, "Listen to this woman," like a focus group. And took out everything you said except for that initial eight rating, based on her tone of voice, the amount of times that you vocally shrug, <laughs> like, and yeah, they did it, but yeah. If you ask me specific, six and a half feels all right. If you ask me specific questions on a questionnaire and said performance by the male lead, I'd be like, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, female lead, excellent. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give them anything under excellent. Right. You know, if you just ask me specific questions, it might seem like I was given this movie a 10 out of 10. It wasn't what I expected. Yeah, what's this, What's the numerical equivalent of... Yeah. It's certainly not an 8. It's got to <laughs> be... You know, because if we just took her sound waves <laughs> and even removed the words from it, there were so many... <laughs> Did anyone else see it? Can you call yeah. us right now? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. We've only got a minute, so if if you can relate to what I'm saying, please. You you really sold me on not caring about that movie <laughs> enough to want to see it, despite your fake eight. Okay, you, I, you know I also saw the Iron Claw. I thought that was really good. I'd give it an eight and a half out of ten. Okay, that's an eight and a half. But the other Maestro is now a six and a half. Yes. Uh, sure. <laughs> I give it a seven. Six point six point three four. Six and three quarters. Okay, six mean. seven five. Is six five seven five. Holly has you at a five based on just the tone of your voice. Uh huh. All right, we do have a call coming right, in. Oh, we just, have a couple. I don't know if they're oh, calling gosh, about what? this specific thing, but we'll let Holly handle that. I know it's hard to make a decision. You know what I'm I, saying? I hear you. I hear you. Can we give Lisa 30 seconds? She's yeah, sure. Yeah, hop on. Hi, Lisa. Yeah. You saw Maestro, and your thoughts were what? Uh, this, who'd you, what'd you call me, Steve? Is it Lisa? <laughs> yeah. It just, I thought you said Shirley. No, just it's chill normally, out, Lisa. Normally he does. <laughs> All right. Okay, I watched it. I'm with Donna. 
I don't know who this is. His name Leonard. I, Leonard Bernstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I saw it on Sunday morning. It was very sad. I won't give it away. We know what part, Donna. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mm-mm. no, it it was okay. I'll, g- I'll give it a <laughs> Everybody is equally confused in their review Bradley of this Cooper, movie. Yes, I think he should get uh, whatever a he nomination. Does. Yes, thank you. That's that's my take on it. Happy weekend. Oh, thank you, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! You okay, and Lisa you see, should see more saying, movies Derek, together. You can't just give an overall without taking, you know, picking it, you know, certain things and details. No, I I understand what you mean. I understand what you're saying. Thank it's you. like there can be a movie that you don't like with performances that you do appreciate. But I have seen this multiple times with you, where you still it sounds like someone's got a gun to your back to say but ultimately say it was good when any human with ears is like she doesn't like that movie (laughs) she does not like that movie. i'm working it out live on the air you know what i'm saying like i i didn't like come up with a i didn't even know we were going to be talking about this what a pro oh man we gotta go Oh, God, I watched The Bachelor Wedding live last night. Accidentally! I have a question about it, because I saw a headline last night, and I was like, if this means what I think it means, this is wack-a-doodle. We'll get into it when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, it is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You know I talk about Crescent Tide all the time because uh, my mom is a client. She's still around, but she prepaid, pre-planned for a simple cremation. But I do love it when I hear from other people who have used the services of Crescent Tide and they tell me good things about Lisa and Verlin and their team. You know, it is a small, family-owned business right here in St. Paul, Minnesota, where simple cremations start at just $1,000, and those are customizable. You can add on simple things like a visitation or have a fancier urn but they're not going to try to trick you into anything a co-worker of mine told me right before the christmas break that there was a death in their family and things were not going well with the cremation service that they chose she decided to say hey time out let's call crescent tide guess what lisa and verlin and their team made everything much better and at an amazing price simple cremation started just a thousand dollars crescenttide.com when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi. Welcome back, you guys. Donna and Steve on my talk. 1071, where talk is fun. Anybody watch Gare Bear last night? Get married? I did not. Gare Bear got married? I love it. I almost texted you, Steve. You he did? said, hey, Gare. I did. You I did was calling me. to see how your little boy was doing. I knew it was a gateway. No. 
It, it was wasn't a gateway. A gateway. <laughs> you actually ask, how is Rex? Because you knew Rex was sick. I was asking about your son because... As, in, as a tunnel... I for, honestly, I forgot get, about Rex. How dare you? I know, you? I did. I forgot that he was sick. How's Rex? Rex, first of all, Dev is doing fine. Took okay. cough medicine last night. Okay, he's, he's doing better. well. Okay. He's been testing positive, or negative, oh. negative, excuse me, negative. He <laughs> no, doesn't have the line. Poor guy, always um, getting that Q-tip up his nose. He's yeah, you want to like, you want to know something that uh, four-year-olds don't enjoy? That right. Hold still. I'm going to do something that I tell you to never do, which is stick anything up your nose, and we're going to do it. But don't worry, we'll be tightening your face down on the ground so that you can't move. So this feels like the end of your life. Wow, he's doing well. Rex, I took to the uh, <laughs> I took Rex to the vet. Took him to the vet and. Think he's doing good. We got him on some anti-nausea medicine. What's wrong with him? He was just he just had like a strange reaction before I left on my trip. We'll get to about Golden Bachelor talk yeah, in a second. For sure. But everybody loves dog talk. Who am I? Katie Canine? Oh Who Love let you, Katie? the dogs out? Woo! Woo! So Hutch from KS95 um Poisoned your dog. Poisoned the dog, yeah. Mm, right. Uh so the day first day in the trip he he calls me. And said, hey, um, just so you know, I said, how's everything going with Rex? And he called and said, so he threw up yesterday, which isn't abnormal. We have a weak-stomached dog. You know, it throws up, cleans it up, whatever. Uh, he said, but he kind of like fell over. It was sort of weird. He said, but then he got back up, and and he's been fine the rest of the day. He's eating and fell drinking. over. I so would that be was, that was alarming. But then I was like, you know, let's just see. You know, because usually the if a vet, if you were there with a vet, they'd be like, all right, just... Now continue to monitor him, and if this happens again, let us know. That's when we want to bring him in. Or maybe give him a blood test. So we take him. Uh, he goes to the Rover home. I say, all right, don't do any treats. Don't do any treats uh, Treats because he seems to be reacting negatively to the ones that look like bacon. Mm-hmm. I gave him those for the first time. And he seemed to be reacting maybe negative, negatively to those. So I said, tell the Rover person, don't give him any treats. So Rover person doesn't give him any treats, sending me pictures. We love this dog. My husband wants a Wheaton now. Here's Rex was very happy at that person's house, which is great. Then they, uh, my brother picks him up uh, because we our flight got pushed out a day. So my brother picks him up, and they gave him a couple of bag and strips uh, before a walk and then after a walk. Oh. And... This started again, so I think oh, he was having something in it, something in it that was sort of allergically reacting to something in his stomach. It was creating some bad bacteria, so they got him on a probiotic, some uh, uh, prescription food, and some anti-nausea medicine. But he was he was throwing up for a few days, but it was getting better every day. So when I brought him in yesterday, because the kids were like, "We need to take Rex into the vet," and we were like, "Okay," and then we went on like Doggy WebMD, and it's pretty much like. Here's a burial plot that you can buy for your dog that's now going to die because you waited so long. So we took him in. The woman looks and Rex is sniffing around up on his hind legs trying to look over the counter. And they said, wasn't one of the things we had Rex in for today lethargy? I said, ain't that something? He's been rather lethargic, but now he's here and the adrenaline's going. Yeah, But he was moving up. All throughout the week, he was getting better. But there was still a little throw-up situation that happened a couple nights ago. So we took him in. So, for peace of mind, and $391 later, right. uh, we got him on some prescription meds, probiotics, and, and he seems to be doing well. You doing pet insurance? No, not doing pet insurance. Okay. Do you? No. All right. I know a lot of people who do, but I, I'd i rather just... Self-insure. Correct. Yeah. Come up with a little savings account for... 
Yeah, put a hundred bucks away every month. Correct. And uh, you're self insured, and if the dog does well, boom, you got twelve hundred bucks at the end of the year. You got it, buddy. Boo. Hey, hey, hey. Glad he's doing well and he's on the upswing. So you texted me about that <laughs> stuff. You almost texted me about the Golden Bachelor Wedding Live. Well, actually, I texted you first about your son. Yeah. And then I turned the TV on and was like, Sorry. oh, what's happening here? Gare Bear getting married. Oh, my God. What a cheese factory event. Oh, oh my. I'm shocked. It, first of all, the woman who officiated, who was also a contestant on The Golden Bachelor, she was great. Can't remember her first name or the life of me. That's the thing that I found weird, though. Me too. They said, did I read the headline right, that a former contestant from this year, so let's read that as one of Gary's exes, is doing the red carpet arrivals reporting? Yes. Yes, there was one. There was somebody who was at, like, I tuned in late. iTunes. And I saw this woman. But she was good, too. They were good. I'm not saying that they couldn't be good. I'm saying having your... TVX oh, sure. do the arrivals reporting, yet another weird chapter then, in The Bachelor's very weird history. And then a TVX marrying the two of you. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Yes, there was another woman who married them, who officiated. Who was a contestant? Correct. Son of a biscuit! This is weird! <laughs> so, yeah, it was... Uh, what? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool in the cheesiest possible way. Did he kiss this other woman? I don't think... I don't know if he kissed that one. Probably. He was sucking face with everybody. I don't know. But, I mean, it it was it was as cheesy as you would think it would be. And it has nothing to do with anything other than the franchise itself. What? Is that true? I've only seen I mean, Gary a couple all... of times. She seems a little cute, but cheesy. Or like a, just a big, gee, Willikers. Or, you know, that's what <laughs> I, in my like 60 seconds of seeing him. So do you mean what you just said? What did I say? I don't remember. You said the only thing that made it cheesy was just the, the, the. I didn't say the backwards. only thing. What made it cheesy is not that it's the golden bachelor. It's just the way they present yeah. You know, it's just and then they they went to Leslie from Minnesota who was the runner up. And she I don't even know why she was there. She looked really unhappy. Well, I think a lot of folks are speculating that she may be the first golden bachelorette. Oh. So she's oh. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. This is We'd so the woman her. who officiated is the one who looks like Chris Jenner. Correct. I remember when you and Lori were talking about this at yes. Project Down and Dirty. No, that was something different. Well, there were we were talking about someone who looked like Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, but there is a person who looks like Chris Jenner as well, right? Correct. Help my brain. Okay, <laughs> yes. okay. Yes. The lady right. who officiated looks like Chris Jenner. There was a contestant. Who looked like Caitlyn Jenner? What are the chances that of a group of twenty women, I didn't you got one that. that looks like Chris and one that looks like Caitlyn? Didn't even think about it, actually. Uh, but just imagine any other world where you're getting married, and uh, let's say hubby groom says, "You know who should officiate this? Gina." 
You mean your ex? Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Yes. Yes, yes do it, Gina. Well, in Gina... Is her name Gina? No, I'm just making it up. Okay. So Gina, in part of her, you know, welcoming the crowd and everything, she said, when I first met Gary, I said, I'm going to marry you. And then here she was, quote unquote, (laughs) marrying him. I like it. I love it. We only had that line because the writer's strike is over. That's right. (laughs) What do we want to do next? I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. But come back. It'll be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We promise. Stevie Boy for my friends over at the Canopy Group. Uh, They're helping people make some resolutions right about now. Look, resolutions are generally based on an area of your life where you've sort of become a little complacent. The Canopy Group has a great New Year's resolution for you. Get this, last year, over 2,700 Minnesotans conquered their complacency and they contacted the Canopy Group for their home and auto insurance needs. And it's an easy call because 81% of them likely had one agent who represents one company and gives them just one option. Come on, that's not how you save money. The Canopy Group, of course, offered them a team of 40 professionals, 16 different companies, so many options. The Canopy Group's New Year's resolution has always been to annually examine every existing Canopy client. Each and every day, the Canopy Group team is reaching out to their client base and moving many clients from one of their 16 companies to a different company that they also represent so they can keep you saving money. It's a fun call for the Canopy Group because they know, guess what? They're going to help you save some money. It's time to get on your resolution today at thecanopygroup.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Happy Friday, everybody. Woo! It's almost a weekend. Yeah, yeah, big weekend plan. Oh yeah, always. My uh, my daughter's gonna be in a talent show tonight, so we're going to a talent show tonight. Fun. We've got a basketball tournament tomorrow, and uh, I don't know. Sunday Where's the maybe basketball tournament? Key. It is a uh, where is it? it's a Waconia tournament. Oh yeah, you ever get out to Waconia? Yes, I do. Thank really? You. What annually maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, why on earth would you go out there? It's got a cute little downtown, Waconia does. Weren't we in Waconia? I don't think we were in Waconia. We weren't? When would we have been in Waconia? Where's the uh, Twin Cities Closet Company? Not Waconia. Where's that? That's in, not Orono, but Mound. Mound. Mound and Waconia, different. Very different. Geographically and also, you know. Where's Waconia? Waconia is uh, next to Chaska. It is? Oh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. A, oh, yeah. You got a Waconia right next to Chaska's. Uh, where's right the next talent to show? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll show up tonight. No, no. I'd rather not. Maybe honestly. I'll just show up and, with a clipboard <laughs> and sit in the back. Oh, and then they'll think you're a talent scout? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty fun. Right? I'll have sunglasses on. Did you ever do a talent show when you were growing up? Did yeah. you ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, what talent? Uh, singing. Is that right? That's right. When did you give up on that dream? Ha <laughs> No, I'm serious. You, you don't, uh, when you don't... I was like, uh, you know, in high school. Did you have Late a high school. nice voice? 
Yeah, it was the doable. Choir, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what song you sang? I don't. I'm not going to ask you to sing it now. I don't remember. Oh, that's sad. I Donna. really don't. Thank you. Yes, I also did a talent show. Thank, Thank you, for you for asking. asking. It was at uh, Calvary Camp in Ashtabula, Ohio. And at the end of the week, it was family camp week. Everybody stays in cabins. They got a whole mess hall, arts and crafts building, one of those kind of camps. Fun. fun. Very fun. Oh, Love, I never did Love anything like that. Doing that. And uh, at the end of that week, they had a talent show. And so my brother, Scooty, my cousin Ryan, and I, all in tie-dyed shirts that, of course, we had just made at camp. Of course you did. We did a dance routine. To You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. God, was and, there breakdancing involved? It was only breakdancing involved. We started with our backs turned to the audience, hands on the wall, so they were like, what is coming? And nothing said the early 90s more than three suburban white kids doing an attempt at a hip-hop dance to an MC Hammer song. That is 1991. Is there video? There is in my family. I've seen the video many, I'm many a time. Get Kev on the horn right now. It's my uncle Craig who has oh. who has this, but I bet we could track it down. I think they were trying to get some of those old videos digitized, you know, yeah. from VHS yeah. at least to DVD. Um, I, I bet I could find it. Yeah, you guys should show those at Christmas. You know what we do at Christmas when we all go home to my parents' house is at some point often we will watch the previous year's christmas videos so my oh, brother scooty has done a bunch of christmas videos cute um hasn't done it in the last couple of years the memories, lazy, are just, huh? yeah, yeah. Well, the memories are floating away we're turning into an ether but we do that we do that that look back which is fun that's cute yeah you should go back five years why go back just one year go back five why not do ten we do all of them Oh, oh. Yeah, it's like oh. a it's like a marathon, a movie marathon of all of these, you know, they're usually 5-minute videos. Cute. Okay. And maybe we watch 6 or 7 of them. Um, okay. This past year, which was nice. I love it. Should we get back to the show? Yeah, now that we know that you sang on stage at a talent show, I think everybody liked finding that out about I think you. It was a Christmas thing. Oh, like a Christmas pageant. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Wow. And I don't think it was as much of a talent competition as a showcase. Yes, 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 yes. This is not, and first place is... Right, No, this is showcase. And I I went last night and watched the end of their rehearsal, just a few, and I got to see a few kids perform in a jazz band. And I just thought, this is really cool that these kids, you know, think back to when you were 12 or 13. To have the guts to go out on a stage... Say, I think I I love doing this and I want to share this with people. And you're, you know, in a rehearsal setting, you're performing in front of your peers. I argue that's the hardest group, right? Is when you're performing in front of people who also are performing in the talent show. When you get the whole house there, you know, tonight, you've got nothing but supportive parents and family members Mm -hmm. who are cheering up. But like, that's cool. I like watch. I love watching people go out on stage and try something. I think that's a I do too. very fun thing to watch. And it's very, uh, it takes a lot of, I don't even want to say confidence, because sometimes the confidence might not be there. Courage? I think, yeah, it is a, yeah, it's like a a three-hour courage convention. Yes! You I know? love it. Print. Yes. And now this, the Golden Globes. Let's go to that stage for a second. 
Apparently, the seating chart, at least some of the seating charts, have come out before the big day, which is Sunday. Everybody going to be watching? If I remember, it just does not. Award shows have taken a hit. I shall be watching. I hope to watch. I have not watched all the movies. Very few, in fact. But I will watch. So it looks like we've got, okay, we've got a little gallery here of the big day. Uh, You know, and it's, I don't think it's very surprising who's sitting with whom. Yeah, not of not of the pictures that I'm seeing. Yeah, like we see Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Oprah Winfrey, Danielle Brooks, and Fantasia Barino all at one table. More specifically, mm-hmm. right at the, uh, at, I guess you could argue all of it is the center of the table, but at the center that I think is like looking up toward the stage, you've got Robert De Niro and Oprah sitting thigh to thigh. Yes. You think they're going to talk much? Absolutely. You think De Niro is... uh I think he could be a crabby guy. Yeah, do you think he gets jovial at these things and is asking return questions? Yes. You think so? I think he's a quiet laugher, though. Like, he doesn't want to give you a big old hearty laugh. He's just going to smirk and, and yeah, you know, sort of bounce, bounce up and down. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good description. Uh, Scorsese? Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of sucks that they can't sit with their partners or, you know, their wives or whatever. Um, spouses. Yeah. But I guess, so we've got the color purple and, uh, killers of the flower moon right there at one table. That's right. At least part of that. Then we've got, of course, Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig at another table. You can't see who else is at that table. I don't know if you can, there is a slideshow and we'll, um, we'll link this up for everybody at my talk. com. Um, but that's the gist of what I'm seeing. Other than that, they're just showing the people setting up, sweeping, rolling out the red carpet. The Moet Chandon magnums of champagne at the tables. I remember when I was working for Reels, uh, for a year or two, I went and covered the a couple days beforehand. You would meet with the head chef for the Golden Globes. And he or she, you would go back into the kitchen and they would give you a little bit of a breakdown of look here and they they had their desserts out their entrees out and all of this and they would just showcase all of the things so that you know outlets like in that case Rio's but like the entertainment tonights and the extras of the world could say tonight we met with the head chef who's right. got a tall task of pleasing Hollywood's elite and then they show you some of that stuff but that was cool like being back in there and realizing yes. wow this is such a a catering effort yes on their part and then that room is so Small. One of the pictures in the slideshow shows the tables that people are sitting at. And I love that no matter how much money is in a room, <laughs> it's always those same wooden tables with the legs oh. that you got to kick out and yep. lock into place. You just make them look nice with a uh, tablecloth. A nice tablecloth and you're there. Flowers. Um, but that's, yeah, it's a really small and intimate room. And I stood up on that stage where, uh, you know, where Joe Coy, who's hosting this mm-hmm. year, would be. Back in those days, I was thinking of the Ricky Gervais, and I stood there at the podium looking out, um, and I thought, this is where it's like all of Hollywood is going to be tucked in this room, 
And it is a rather small room. They do this. I mean, the tables shots. are very close to one another, too. Yes. It's it's kind of like the prices, right? How when we were kids, they would do a sweeping shot, and you thought, how on earth could someone be chosen from this sea of 10,000 people? And then you go there, and it's it's like 300 people max right. capacity, so much smaller. Yeah. Yeah. They TV really does make everything look bigger. Um, you know, there was a, um, a reality show about the caterers for these big events. I can't remember, I remember the name of it. It was called like 24 hours till or seven days. Yeah, something, till, like, something that. like that. And I it, remember. like the one I watched was Wolfgang Puck was doing, I don't know if it was a Golden Globe. Maybe the Screen Actors Guild. Something like that. Yeah. And just the chaos behind the scenes. Uh, you know, these chefs, they are tyrants. You know, and no, put it back. That's wrong. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, just I want to know how much these people actually eat the food. I do, too, because you really don't see them. You don't really catch them eating. I wonder. Mm-hmm. Trying to, I, I, I do think that they are drinking. And I think yeah. it is a good practice to eat if you are going to drink. A hundred percent. That's always my big mistake. You don't want to, yeah, get up there and be like... Yeah, you got to have a base layer. Yes. 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 Code it, queen. And who knows how many of these people are like, you know, pre-gaming it. Right. You know, on the limo ride there. Not to mention, is it tough for like the Bradley Coopers of the crowd who are outspoken sober. Right. And then they're in the Brad middle of the Pitt. table and everybody's just like, glug, 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 glug. I bet they're fine. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All I right. think after a certain point, I bet they're they're just fine. Okay. Anyway, I think you can have their you know sparkling, whatever. Yeah. Apple juice. Yeah, exactly. I liked drinking. Uh, I'm gonna go pick up some Zing Zang. I just had some last night because I like a spicy, <laughs> a drink. I like a drink that feels tough on my throat. Yes. And so I what like is a little Zing Zang? Zing Zang is, that, is a tomato, uh, Bloody Mary mix. Yeah, it's a Bloody Mary mix. And so you can just have it without any of the alcohol in it. And it, especially if you like some spice. So I would even um, do ground pepper into it Love as it. well. I did olives in mine last night. Oh, how fun. Yeah, I did pickles. That's I had great. celery. This is all very exciting. Know, right? It's fun. I'm going to clap with my mouth now. All right. Fascinating. Thank you. Golden Globes, Sunday night. Don't forget. All right. Set an alarm, Steve. Set an alarm for everything else. I just set an alarm for uh, for today. Oh, yeah? What's happening? I said at 1235, start the car. What? I set an alarm for 1235 to start the car. Why? So that it warms up. We have guests coming today. I know, but we're going to be wrapped up with them by 1240. This isn't a sleepover. Oh, you're going to let it... How cold is it outside? It's I don't like know, 30 but if degrees. I just give it five minutes to warm up, I'm going to be happy about that. Huh. What's your problem? That is such a strange thing to do when it's... What's the temperature? I don't know. It's, it's going to be in the mid-30s. Kind of nippy. What? It's All not right. like it's like... Five below zero. All right, yeah. it felt chilly the last couple of days that I've gotten into the car, and I thought... I've never had a car with a remote start, and I do now, and I never use it because I'm always forgetting. And so the past few days I've gotten in the car, yes, or on uh, Wednesday, I got into the car, and I was like, whoa, right after the show. And I was like, it's really cold in here. What a baby. <laughs> yeah, negative temperatures are coming in the like a week and a half. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Just let you know. Be prepared, everybody. We got to go. Be prepared. When we come back, uh, anybody know what's up with these Stanley Cup cups? Like, no, we're not talking about the NHL Stanley Cup. We're talking about these tumblers. Yeah, it's getting a little weird out there. Yeah, we got to discuss that for sure. And then uh, you're going to tell us about someone who's doing a sit down uh, interview with GMA. A rather surprising sit down. Uh, We'll tell you who. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey friends, it's Steve. You know, the season is changing and now is the time to begin planning your winter adventures here in Minnesota. From dog sledding across a frozen lake to dining in an igloo, winter can be magical in Minnesota. So start planning your winter getaway and visit one of the world's largest malls or catch a touring Broadway production. Get your free monthly travel e-newsletter and start planning your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting exploreminnesota.com. Hi! Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank you for listening. Donna and Steve, my talk 1071, where talk is fun, you boothang! Did you see that guy who jumped over the uh, the judges? What do they call that? Buffet? Or what do they call it? It's a special thing. console? No, what do they call the thing that a judge sits behind? Oh, oh, the bench. <clears throat> the judge's bench. It's, it's not a bench called that you something sit else? More regal? Yeah, it's called the flingy. <laughs> uh, uh, judges bench is a raised wooden desk or podium at the front of the courtroom. All right, you're correct. Okay, thank you. Anyway, that guy was uh, was denied probation, and there's this video on Twitter of the judge is like, okay, so blah, 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 and then he runs up and jumps, gets horizontal, jumps over the bench to attack this female judge. What? And then they have to step in. The bailiff, Petrie Hawkins Bird, presumably, uh, gets involved. And it was a crazy thing, but it was, yeah, it was really wild. Uh, why were they, what? Oh, I guess there's cameras everywhere. I was going to say, why were they filming? Yeah, I don't think it was being live streamed. Mm-hmm. I think it was more, yeah, like we have video of this for. Oh, I'm watching it right now. Oh, my God. Is there punching going on? I think so. It wasn't like handshakes and hugs down there. I mean, there's a lot of punching from a man who appears to be in a suit. Yes, I think he is. Yeah, he is the guy who's like, hey, let's not do this. What did he do? Well, clearly he should be denied. Yeah, that doesn't help his future probation needs. Um, Wow. Crazy, though, huh? Yeah. Thanks for that. I saw something I needed to say something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. What? Speaking of jumping over things. So. There's a guy who was at one of those um, Star Target Starbucks. Yeah, you know the kind of little satellite things. Starbucks. Starbucks. I love it. I just love it. So he wanted to get one of those Stanley Cup Target limited tumblers. They came out with some pink ones ahead of Valentine's Day. It was a limited release drop. Why are they so in, in, what's the word I'm looking for? In demand? In demand. Why are they so in demand? 
What'd the guy do? Stand there and politely ask for one? And now no, you're making a story No, he was trying to it? steal it. And then oh. so other people, including security, were not having it. And they were like, stop him, stop him. And I think they got him to the ground. Uh, but apparently he was just trying to steal some. The Stanley craze is really interesting. Um, there have been, when this came out a couple of days ago, and these were these limited edition pink 40-ounce Stanleys, there were lines at multiple targets that there's video of that are what? reminiscent, Donna, of Black Friday back in the day. Kids, you might not remember this, but back in the day, people used to, right after they finished their turkey, they would go line up right. to be the first in the store at Best right. Buy. And right. trampling each other was an American tradition. <laughs> uh, and now there were lines like that. There, there was a line, a video of somebody saying, I'm here at Target, and it is 11.30 p.m. Target doesn't open until 8, and we're all in line for the tumbler. I mean, people with no. lawn chairs, blank, I kid you not. What is so... What, what do they come with money? Nope. What? Why are they so special? It's is- a little bit of a beanie baby situation yeah. here. So the ones that people could buy here, uh, these retailed for forty nine ninety five, sold what? exclusively from Starbucks stores at Target locations. I so wouldn't this was- even pay twenty dollars for one of those. Well, people could take that. Stanley that they got for 50 bucks mm. and then they could sell that Stanley on eBay for a few hundred dollars. Why? Because America reacts to supply and demand and scarcity products in a strange way. Why are they popular? What is so great about them? They Well, it's got a handle and a straw and a lid. Back in 2016 these were released. They're very social media friendly. You mean they're going viral? They're, yes, and they're just like social media, word of mouthy friendly. Like people take videos with them. Oh, I love my Stanley and all that. Then you got other videos of people saying, what's up with people and all these Stanleys? Stanleys has entered the zeitgeist of social media of the social media lexicon, I suppose. So this is like a Yeti kind of situation, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. And I'll tell you what, um, this is how far-reaching it is. My son, who's in fifth grade, came back from school this week and said, so many Stanleys. Santa had dropped off a bunch of Stanleys. They were on the wish list of many a kid. And he said, you know, there used to be, like, just the, the girls in the class had them. Because they're pink? No, only these ones. These oh, Valentine's only, Day oh, ones. Gotcha. No, you can get them in any color. Um, and we have multiple Stanleys at our house, so I can speak somewhat authoritatively to this. But he came back and he said, my other friend, let's call him Joe. Joe had been kind of making fun of the Stanleys. And then he got one for Christmas. And I got, my son Grayson telling me, and I got one for Christmas. And Joe, who had been making fun of them, said, hey, you know, I really like it. And Grayson was like, I do too. So now they're putting stickers on their Stanleys, they're footballing them up okay, or whatever their interest okay. is. Are they creating an illusion that there's a scarcity around them or are they scarce? Only no, these ones are scarce. These Valentine's Day, this was a okay. limited edition. You can't buy them online. You can't okay. buy them at Shields. You can't buy them at another retailer. Huh. You can't buy them at Starbucks. You can only buy them at Starbucks inside of Target, which I just off the top of my head called Tarbucks.
and that should take off. Oh, absolutely. Right? Let's get that going. Call the internet. What are we doing? By the way, you so you got Dev a Stanley Cup for Christmas or no. did Santa? No, Grayson. Oh, sorry, Grayson. Grayson. You got you spent fifty dollars on a tumbler for these your aren't kid? all fifty dollars. There are forty ounce ones and there are thirty two ounce ones. Okay. There's I wasn't judging. Prices. I was a little bit. All right. Bye. <laughs> 